0: Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the 18th weekend after Pentecost. We welcome everybody here who is in the building today to worship. We also welcome those who are watching or listening online. For those who are online, we invite you to go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org. Um, and there's a lot of stuff on that website, but particularly for you, under the resources tab, uh, there is a, a link to the bulletin for the service so you can follow along. There is also a give tab there on our website, which will allow you to give your offering to the Lord and His church. Uh, just a few announcements to share with you today before we begin worship. Uh, put on your calendars that Saturday, October 9th, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, Mike Miller of Day 3 Seeds will be here again sharing his knowledge and sharing his expertise. The theme for that day is Great Gardens and the Harvest of Seed. Uh, Join us that day, October 9th, 10 to 12 here at Chapel. Uh, Probably down in the gym if the weather is bad or outside there on the lawn, if it's nice, Uh, please sign up so we can prepare. The sign up sheet is at the Welcome Center. Next Sunday, October 3rd, we will be holding our worship service outdoors, uh, weather permitting, both of those services. So the 8.30 and the 11 o'clock services next Sunday will be outside. Our Saturday evening service will be here in the sanctuary. Uh, On Sunday, if you come on Sunday, you can bring a lawn chair or you can use one of our chairs that we will provide. Um, But uh, uh, if you're coming on Sunday, just know that that will be outdoors next Sunday, October 3rd, both services. In our prayers today, we will pray for the family and loved ones of Ted Vogel, who died in the Lord this past Monday. We will hold a memorial service here at chapel this upcoming Saturday, October 2nd. Uh, Service starts at 1 p.m. Visitation with Ted's family will begin at 1130 in the morning until the time of the service at 1 o'clock next Saturday. And the Walking Together in the Word devotion project for October, the printed version is ready and available for you. That's at the Welcome Center and it's kind of a golden rod colored cover so you can't miss that out there on on the counter. Uh, Go ahead and pick that up. If you've never done that before, it's a great time to start um, to pick that up and and, uh, uh, have devotions with with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And, um, And if you don't want to do the paper copy, you can always go to our website. Under the resources tab, there's a digital version there as well. God, blessings to you as we worship this day and we begin by singing together our opening hymn, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise, hymn number 802 in your hymnal or it's printed for you in your bulletin and we stand to sing it together.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, I a troubled and penitent sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended you, and where which I justly deserve your punishment. But I am sorry for them, and repent of them, and I pray for a boundless mercy, for the sake of your Son Jesus Christ. Be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Forgive my sins. Give me your Holy Spirit for the amendment of my sinful life and bring me to life everlasting. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with you let us pray father of our Lord Jesus the strength of all who trust you help us to live according to your design and to treasure both your word of command and your word of forgiveness make our lives to be signs of your life and the instrument of renewal in our world through your son Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. (laughs) Please be seated. Our first reading is from the 11th chapter of Numbers. The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manner. Moses heard the people of every family wailing, each at the entrance of his tent. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you put this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you? that you put the burden of all these people on me. Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? What, why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their forefathers? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, put me to death right now. If I have found favor in your eyes, and and do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me 70 of Israel elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said he brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with them, him, and he took of the spirit that was on him and put the spirit on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets. And that the Lord would put his spirit on them this is the word of the Lord thanks, thanks be to God, God. we read responsively Psalm 104 how many are your works O Lord in wisdom you made them all the earth is full of your creatures there is sea vast and spacious teeming with creatures beyond numbers living things both large and small There the ships go to and fro, and the Leviathan, which you formed, to frolic there. These all look to you to give them their food at a proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditations be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, praise the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fifth chapter of James. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith. Will make the sick person well the Lord will raise him up if he has sinned he will be forgiven therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective Elijah was a man just like us he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years three and a half years Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Lord, from sorrows deep I call, when my hope is shaken, torn and ruined from the fall, hear my desperate come to my rescue even so the thorn remains still my heart will praise you storms within my troubled soul questions without On my faith these billows roll, God bend down my shelter, why are you cast on my soul? Hope in him who saves you, when the fires have all grown cold, cause this heart to pray.
1: The Holy Gospel, according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Teachers said, John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth. Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. And if anyone causes one of the little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around his neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell, where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where their worms does not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. Please be seated as we sing our hymn of the word, Jesus lead thou on hymn 718 and the Lutheran service book.
0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the sermon this day is the appointed epistle reading from James chapter 5, especially verse 16, which reads, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, how many things that you do would you call powerful and effective? I mean, think through your day, or think through your week, or maybe just have this kind of thinking about your life as a whole. How many things would you describe? Oh, that thing I do, that's powerful, and that's effective. No doubt about it. Or maybe think about it this way. In In a typical week, what percentage of my time could be described as effective? And what percentage of my time could be described as ineffective? Now, I'm not talking about being busy, necessarily. We can be busy, but that busyness not, might not be productive or helpful or effective busyness. So what would that be for you? What percentage of your time in a typical week would you say that you are very effective? And what percentage of the time during your week that you spend in a typical typical week, would you say, you know, that's pretty ineffective. Isn't producing much. Did you know that Americans check their smartphones an average of 52 times every day? 52 times. On average. That means there's a lot of people who are checking it more than 52 times. Same study found that 39% of people even admit that they use their smartphones excessively. Which means, I think, that a whole lot of people are not as self-aware as they should be because I think that's more than 39% of people who are using their smartphones excessively. I mean, there's a lot of ineffectiveness going on because we're carrying around a little portable computer in our pockets and looking at it an awful lot. So I I think when we think about that question, how much of the time are we ineffective, ineffective, then I think it kind of challenges us because for a lot of us, our t- for our time, we are, quite frankly, ineffective. You could even say that we are wasting a lot of our time. And what about power? What do you do that you could appropriately call powerful? So, for example, when you get up and you make the morning coffee, is, is that Powerful. When, when you're doing the dishes after supper, would you describe that as a powerful task? When you're paying the bills or taking out the trash or you're bringing in the mail, is any of that powerful? What is it that you do really that someone else could look at and say, well, man, that is, that is some powerful stuff? <laughs> Maybe it's, it's loving your spouse unconditionally or, or giving a hug to your kids or to your grandkids or something like that. But quite honestly, a lot of our lives is not what we might call powerful. But for us today, the Bible is encouraging us to live in a powerful way. And to live in an effective way. So maybe we need some help. You know, they say that that to be powerful in business, you need to wear a, a power suit. Or if you want to be a power, a powerful in, in sports, and you ought to be drinking Powerade. You want to make millions and millions of dollars, supposedly you should play Powerball. Please note this is not an endorsement to play the lottery. Or, if you want to make a great presentation, you, you certainly need to make a PowerPoint presentation. However, if you want to live a powerful life as a Christian, you are just supposed to pray. Prayer is powerful and effective. James five sixteen. It's what the Bible says. So if prayer is so powerful, what makes it powerful? That can be any number of things, right? Maybe it's frequency. In other words, if you pray often enough, is that what makes your prayer powerful and effective? No. That's not what makes prayer powerful and effective. Even though the Bible regularly encourages frequency in prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, St. Paul writes, pray continuously, constantly, frequently. But that's not the source of the power of prayer. Maybe it's the fervency of the prayer. If you pray intensely, if you pray fervently, you pray really, really hard. Is that what will make your prayer powerful and effective? Is that going to do it? No. Even though the Bible encourages us to pray fervently, this passage from James, in fact, Elijah used an example. As an example, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. But it's not fervency that makes prayer powerful and effective. Even though the Bible encourages us to pray fervently. Maybe as we look at James chapter 5, it's the anointing with oil that makes prayer powerful and effective. James 5.14 says, Is any of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. So do we need to add a little oil? Is that what makes prayer powerful and effective? No. Even though the Bible encourages that here in James chapter 5, but it's not the oil. Maybe it's the, the number of prayers that are offered that makes that prayer powerful and effective. In other words, we need to get a bunch of people to pray together, and then we will have a powerful, powerful prayer. Almost to say, as if, if, if I can get, I don't know, 30 people to pray, then God's going to listen to my prayer. 29, I don't know, maybe not so much, but 30. Is that what makes it powerful and effective? No. The number of people praying is not the power behind the prayer, even though the Bible does encourage us to get numbers of people to pray. James chapter 5. Call the elders together and have them pray. I know it must be the the fluency of the prayer. That's what makes a prayer powerful and effective. If you offer a beautiful prayer, with stunning sentence structure, with gorgeous grammar, maybe even a little attractive alliteration, like a well-thought-out piece of poetry. Does that make the prayer powerful and effective? No. And actually, the Bible never encourages this. It does not say that you should pray a pretty prayer, even though many people think that about prayer. Maybe you've thought that too. Oh, I can't pray. I can't pray very well. But prayer is as simple as as talking to dad. It doesn't take fluency. That's not where the power of prayer resides. So, what makes prayer powerful? Prayer is powerful because of its recipient, it's not about you not about me it's not about how many there are praying it's not about how fervent or earnest that we are it's not about how fluent the prayer may seem to be it's about to whom the prayer is addressed it is to god and not just any god the god prayer is powerful and effective because god is powerful and effective did you hear that? Prayer is powerful and effective because God is powerful and effective. If you know that, well, you have a powerful prayer because you have a powerful God. I'm no, no wonder we would be encouraged to pray. The God of the universe is listening. Your prayer is being heard and your prayer is being answered by the God of all creation. And it is He who is powerful and it is He who is effective. If you need a little further encouragement, you know where you can look? Look to Jesus. It's always a good place to look, isn't it? Jesus prayed. You look through the Gospels, you you see it over and over again. At times of crisis, and times of decision, at times of joy, and at times of sorrow, at times of fatigue, and at times where he needed encouragement, Jesus could be found praying. At his baptism, before his choice of disciples, on the Mount of Transfiguration, in the upper room, at the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed, even at the end, hanging on the cross with all of his dying strength, Jesus prayed. At times of crisis and times of decision, at times of joy and times of sorrow and times of fatigue and times when we need encouragement, are the words of a prayer on our lips I mean, after all, prayer is powerful and effective. You know, I've been around you long enough to know that, yes, when you need to be in communication with God, when you need His comfort, when you need His encouragement, when you need to praise Him and thank Him, you do pray. You talk to your Father. But I also know that when crisis or trouble or emergency comes Sometimes it's not a word of prayer on our lips. And sometimes it's far from it. Sometimes it's a few choice words, but they are words that we really would not want to say to our Father in Heaven. Others might not know the power and the effectiveness of prayer. Or they've never experienced that wonderful communication with the Heavenly Father. And so they say, well, you know, if it makes you feel any better, well, go ahead and Pray with the thought that prayer really can't do any harm, but it's really not going to do a whole lot of good either. Or there are those who depend on prayer, but really only as a last resort, a desperate last-ditch effort. You know, they've tried everything else. Nothing else has worked. Now it's the 11th hour. Well, might as well try to pray. That's not how Jesus viewed prayer. That's not how James viewed prayer. Prayer is not a good luck charm or or wishful thinking or a last resort. Prayer is personal and deep and meaningful and important. And the prayer of a righteous man is most certainly powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Now, wait, you have to be righteous to have a powerful and effective prayer? Yeah, sure, wait till the end of the sermon to slip that one in there, Pastor. <laughs> but that's really the best news of all because you are righteous. You have been declared right by Christ. You have been made righteous in Christ Jesus by His death, by His resurrection, by His grace, and by His mercy. That righteousness that James talks about is the righteousness of Christ. So it's perfect, and it's powerful, and it's effective. So in spite of our imperfections and our mistakes and our sin, we can be powerful and effective in prayer because we have a powerful and effective God and because we have been made righteous through Jesus Christ. We have been enabled by that righteousness to call upon the Father in prayer. And God promises to listen to our prayers. And God promises to answer our prayers. What else is there to do then but to pray? Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this awesome gift of prayer. How profound it is that we, by your shed blood, your death on the cross, and your resurrection from the grave, have been made righteous and therefore have access through prayer to the God of the universe. Help us to realize that prayer offered in his name certainly would be and and is powerful and effective. Encourage us and empower us always to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our common Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Page 12 in your bulletin. Together we confess... From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
1: Please rise for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, we ask that you would bless your church with a zeal for outreach and evangelism. We pray that you would empower us to faithfully share the love of Christ in this community and throughout our world so that more and more may come to know him. And be imitators of God Lord in your mercy hear. hear our prayer Lord God we ask that you would bless your church with a desire to practice godly stewardship we pray that we would endeavor to generously support the mission of our church and the broader mission of proclaiming Christ in this community and to all nations of the world Lord in your mercy hear, hear our prayer Lord God we ask you would bless your church with a love for Christian education we pray that we would do our part in teaching your law and gospel to all people of all ages empower us to also support Christian education at our partner elementary schools high schools colleges and seminaries Lord in your mercy hear our prayer Lord God Keep vigil over us and defend our nation in accordance with your good will and good and gracious will. We pray that you would raise up leaders who have an ardent love for the gospel and a desire to uphold your commandments. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we bring before you the earnest needs of your people. We ask that you generously provide for the physical and and spiritual warfare of those who seek your healing, especially Kathy Helfer, Randy Heron, Verna Evans, and Donna Dana Siegel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, bless those who mourn, especially the family and loved ones of Ted Vogel, who died in the Lord this past Monday and Tim and Pam Taylor as they mourn the death of a friend. Comfort them, Lord, with the blessed assurance of the heavenly home that has been prepared for all you call to your own. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we thank and praise you with those who are celebrating special milestones in their lives, including Ryan Cleveland, as she and her family celebrate her birthday this week. Continue to bless Ryan with your love, And with your leading Lord in your mercy hear our prayer into your hands O Lord we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray trusting in your mercy through your Son Jesus Christ our Lord Amen. amen Lord remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn, Go, my children, with thy blessing, hymn 992 in the Lutheran service book.